everyone. This is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show. Where we get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And as I say on every every episode, we have a great one for you today because we have Cree Harrison on. If you don't know her, you need to really look her up because she's done some great things. She's been on Idol. Um, she's just having a blast doing what she's doing. And we're looking forward to hearing parts of her story and listen, and talking about some of her music. So, Cree, are you here? I'm here. I'm present. We all do. <laughs> so how are you doing? Hi. I'm good. How are y'all doing? <clears throat> oh, doing, doing pretty good. good. Yeah, One thing I always like to do is kind of start out with um, how has the COVID affected you as an artist? I mean, I think it's affected, affected a lot of people um, in this music industry in a, in a big way. We're kind of having to figure out how to, you know, stay connected to our fans and in so many different ways now. But I think that mm-hmm. um, it's been really cool, though. There's There's been things that I've learned during this process, like how to set up a camera <laughs> and, uh, and, and lighting. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's been kind of crazy, but, you know, I've been uh, staying really safe and um, healthy and, uh, you know, doing doing well, the, the most and the least at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> we understand that because I remember when, you know, we launched a show back in January, and our ultimate goal for this year was actually about 80 interviews for the first year. And when all this shut down, I remember telling Sandy, you know what? This is our time to shine. Like, we need to step it. Instead of just doing like everybody else doing, kind of stepping down, we need to step it up. Mm-hmm. And you are now our 146th interview. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with that. I'm, I'm doing the same thing over here. And, and you know, it's, it's always interesting the different artists you talk to because there are some artists they are like, I'm really doing nothing. And then there's other artists, they're like, man, I am having the best writing of my life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, I've I've written uh, for sure some, but I'm also, you know, just kind of getting everything ready for the fans as far as this new music that I've been sitting on. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited to, to be able to share it, um, you know, kind of one song at a time and uh, before the whole record comes out. <clears throat> yeah. So before we really dig deep, um, I always like to start light a little bit. So what are some hobbies you like to do outside of your, outside of music? Well, it's funny that you asked because I was literally about to tell you all. I mean, I've I've even done a cooking video <laughs> during this <laughs> pandemic. Oh, cool. Which, yes. which my friends are like, I've been so present on social media. They're like, well, it is officially like the end of the world because Cree has never been on social media like this. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I mean, I love to cook. Uh, me and my honey actually just started uh, gardening, which has been really fun. Oh, wow. Have you all done any of that? We haven't <laughs> yet. Uh-huh. Been through a little, a little bit of the cooking side here. But, but <laughs> gardening, that's something I would like to take up someday, though. Yeah, I mean, it's. I don't necessarily uh, just have a green thumb naturally, but um, my fiance, my fiance Jason does, and uh, he's been killing it. It's been really fun. I mean, <laughs> we've also, you know, been having like uh, safe quarantine hangs, just quarantine with our friends that um, have a pool. So that's been fun. I've been swimming a lot. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Ain't nothing like just, uh, just floating in the in the sun, you know. Yeah, That's right. they've just been mostly chilling out there. I, I love that because, you know, I think what the virus has done is slowed everybody down, um, yeah. Yeah. which I think is a good thing. And I think we're going to see, and I, hope, and I hope we see this, uh, more of a family-slash-work balance coming. So yeah, I love like that. That's I mean, what's really happening. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think it's there's a lot of goodness that has come out of this and sitting still and being present, uh, I think, is really mm-hmm. important, and I hope I hope that everybody continues to do that as well. I definitely will. So, what would you say is something quirky about you? Quirky? Uh, well, I'm an artist, yeah. so I would just go ahead and <laughs> say probably a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I don't know. I think that we're we're kind of wired in a, in a different way. So I don't I don't know. That'd be something to ask somebody else around me. I don't know. <laughs> that's I love that. You know, you, that's one of our favorite questions because you, you never know what answers you're going to get, and they're always interesting. You know. And I've had a few that said, I'm just quirky. And I guess that's basically what you're saying, because as an artist, you are different. You're a different breed out there. Oh, yeah, for sure. I definitely agree that. So as we get started here, um, tell everybody a little bit of where you're from and a brief overview of you, because I like to get to know the person, not just the artist. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm from Texas, a small town in southeast Texas. It's like right on the border of Louisiana, and um, I grew up, you know, singing everywhere. Uh, mm-hmm. That was and still is, obviously, my whole life. And <clears throat> I moved. My my family has always been really supportive, um, even so much that we uprooted our lives to move to Nashville when I was ten because I got signed early. Oh wow! Um, and so. Yeah, I I love Texas so much. Um, I feel mm-hmm. like I've you know I've been homesick for about twenty years, but <laughs> Nashville <laughs> Nashville has and Nashville has my heart for sure. But yeah, like going home, you know, there's there's something about um, you know obviously being home and just being where my roots are, but uh, mm-hmm. being around that water um, is I feel like my body needs it. <laughs> Um, if, I, if I ever, you know, really rooted somewhere, I definitely have to be on some water because of where I grew up. But yeah, I mean, I I love Nashville so much. I've, like I said, I've been here for 20 years, and um, wow. yeah, I've definitely adopted some family here for sure. <laughs> yeah, one thing we like about Nashville is the community is just there. Um, I remember before we got the show going. And we, we live in Savannah, and this really yeah. – like some people would say this is small, but to me this is this was huge for me. Um, I, I remember oh. I pitched out on Facebook asking people um, if anybody had an extra podcast mic we could get from them. And, of course, I'm thinking Savannah. I'm thinking you know someone would, would comment on my thing and say, oh, I've got one, and we'll swing by and go get it. You know? mm-hmm. and, and, and a Nashville friend private messaged me. And says, "What's your address? I'll mail you one." Oh, I love that. Yeah, I mean, and, I, 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 I'm not even surprised. I mean, I think, especially because you know, it seems like no one is from Nashville. It's just a bunch of small town transplants, and I think for that reason, it's very <laughs> welcoming. You know, because we've all, yeah. <laughs> we've all been in that position where we've just moved here. <laughs> mm-hmm. And what's yeah, great about the Nashville area, too, is I've noticed, too, we did an interview yesterday with a business leader of Nashville, and we have another podcast that we do, and he was telling us how the community in itself is just like the music community. The business community is just as into you like the music. So we were really surprised because you, you know, we, we fell in love with the music community, and but we're also part of business stuff, so we, this is going to be really cool when we get to move there. Yes, I can't wait. Well, we'll have to do this in person once, whenever that happens. Absolutely. And and of course, later on in the show, we always bring our eight-year-old on to ask a question to each artist, which you'll get to meet him in a little bit. Oh my gosh, yeah. I love that. What's his name? Christopher. Christopher. You. Yeah, we. I, I, I wanted to do. I wanted to be different. When we first launched the show, I'm like, you know, how can we be different? And and you know, they, of course, us being a married couple doing a show, that kind of makes us what percent out there, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But I wanted yeah. more, and I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I know how we can be different. Let's get up close and personal with with rising artists because the big artist has that, and not that we won't have big artists on because we've had like Cassidy Pope and people like that on, so we've had bigger artists on, but we we want the rising artists to have a place where they can share parts of their story and get personal with us and that's and that's where the show was born i love that oh i can't wait to uh, talk to christopher too oh <laughs> uh, yes <laughs> <clears throat> so one thing i like to do on the show is um you know i always like to talk about the highs which we'll get to that in a little bit 
um, the reward side of music. But one thing I'd like to do, too, that I think that people miss is, you know, a lot of fans, they, they see the glory of the artist. They don't see the grind. They don't see the sacrifices. And I think that's missing out there. I think so many people step into this crazy career called music, and they have no idea what's in store for them. And so I always like to take some time for us to talk with the artists about that side of it. And I'm going to tell a story that will help lead us into that, where I want this to go, and then we'll go there. Um, back in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steel Girls, and at that time, they were full-time with, with music. And I asked, what advice would she give for an up-and-coming artist? She said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, go do that and keep music as a hobby. She says, because the moment you flip that switch to be a career, everything changes. You have to think different. You have to eat different. You have to sleep different. You have to exercise different. If you have a bad day today, doesn't matter. If you've got a gig tonight, guess what? you got to smile like you have a great day. She goes, the sacrifices for the family. Friends and family never understand because they want you to come over on the weekends. They wanted you to come over for holidays. Well, that's when your best money is for gigs. They don't understand it. You can't go there. You have gigs to play. This is a serious business. She says, but – if your heart will not allow you to do anything outside of music, then go all in because the only way this will ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? And let's go there on that side of it. Oh, I mean, I can, I 100% agree. I do. I definitely think that there's a, you know, a happy medium of, um, you know, kind of like what we were talking about before about sitting still for a second and taking it in and, and being present, mm-hmm. um, which is mm-hmm. it's it's hard to do sometimes in a in a rat race. <clears throat> and in a, especially in an industry that's a lot of uh, hurry up and wait, especially too. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I I would definitely agree. I think for me, especially, yes, the hardest thing is missing out on things like watching my nieces and nephews grow up, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in person. That would be the hardest yeah. missing out on things like that. But you know, my my goal. Is I feel like I have a purpose in life here, and that's to give back and to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. It's not the the fame for me necessarily. It's just to be successful, so I can do that. Um, yeah. You know, I I feel like my purpose is is bigger than me, and not just to spread my message, but to you know, give back joy and um, have people relate to something that they can't get out mm-hmm. themselves. Not to mention, I love performance. I love to sing, uh, and I agree. I wouldn't be able to breathe without it. So, yeah, she's right. I get you. I, I get you on that because, again, our show is, even though some people might not see it this way, but this is a performance. I have to perform every day. I have to ask the right questions. I have to, uh, when you c- say something, come back. I don't want to just be an interview where I ask you answer, I ask you answer. That feels boring to me. I want a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> no, totally. Yes. For sure. <clears throat> I feel like it's and, it, and that's people, so important too yeah. with uh mm-hmm. you know, with, with both of our followings, you know, being able to listen and also share what you're feeling is such a crazy song and dance, but um, you know, that's why we do what we do. <laughs> yeah, 'cause you know, I think that sometimes, you know, people from the outside they look in, you know, and, and I'm sure you've heard this. I've heard other people say it where they're like, you know, an artist just needs a real job. And I cringe so much when I hear that. I've, I've stopped people from saying, look, don't tell an artist to get a real job because they have a real job. In fact, they have something better, a passion that they're living for. And I think people don't understand that this really is a real job because they see Blake Shelton, and then they see the, the lower artist. And they don't realize that there are so many levels in music that that you can live off of music and have a career and never be big, but yet have that passion and that drive and still be making a great career out of it. Oh, totally. Well, especially songwriters, you know. Mhm. Mhm. <clears throat> I think many of them are like, you know, write a hit song and you get a Blake Shelton or a Miranda to cut it, and I mean, they're set. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and I and I think so too. But you know, in a in a in a way that I guess it, it kind of all depends on who you're talking about as well. You know, mm-hmm. you have yeah some songwriters that um, write 
just for, uh, you know, the reason of getting of getting songs cut, and then you have the other ones that yeah. are writing because that's their therapy, and you know, then you then you have some that do both. But yeah, I mean, for me, mm-hmm. I think you know, music is so healing in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. and. I, you know, I, t- I take it seriously that it's it's my job to to give back. So, yeah, um, I I do think it is it's a job, but um, I also feel like I have never I've never worked a day in my life when I'm on stage. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the other stuff, the other stuff for sure. You know, the, yeah, again, the early, the early so call times. And, <clears throat> oh yeah, I mean like the early call times and you know the. Like I said before, the hurry up and wait, and then you know, also it being, you know, very strategic. For example, like my brand, you know, with with each record, mm-hmm. or what I stand for, even all the way down to a color scheme. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but when I was younger in my, you know, early twenties, it was just like, okay, I love this song. I, I feel like I need to get this out or. Um, sing it this way or relay this message somehow mm-hmm. but you know there's a, there's a lot of things that um it kind of co it kind of coexists with me with even the visual part mm-hmm. of it as well now which yeah, I think is really exactly. cool I think that's kind of where it becomes your business and not just a hobby mm-hmm. yeah now that we've talked about, you know, the sacrifices made, let's talk about some of the things where now the rewards you get for those sacrifices. So when you look back on your career so far, what are some moments where you're like, wow, I got to do that? Oh, I mean, I, I have a, a lot of really cool, you know, like things that I've done on my bucket list. Yes, for sure, I was one of them. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I've I've done a really – Really cool stuff. Even when I was a lot younger, I was on Rosie O'Donnell uh, like four times, and mm-hmm. she was always so sweet to me. And um, I, I felt like that was a really, you know, pinch me moment. And then obviously, mm-hmm. Idol happened um, in my early twenties, and I mean that was the wildest ride I've ever been on. We talk about you <laughs> so know, tell us like, that experience a little, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, being on a, a live that? show in itself um, mm-hmm. is a completely different animal. Um, you know, you, you have a crazy schedule, and there's a lot of people involved <laughs> all, all the way down to, you know, the crew, um, to the contestants. I mean, everybody has a mm-hmm. uh, very important thing that they do, and it doesn't happen mm-hmm. without everybody doing it. <laughs> so it's like... I mean, I remember sometimes. I remember sometimes being uncomfortably exhausted, but I loved it because um, I felt I just felt so connected with the following. And um, mm-hmm. you know, I think that the there was there's always pros and cons to everything, obviously. But you know, one of the weirdest things was kind of being in, the, in an idle bubble, which mm-hmm. which basically just means. There was so much happening outside of our schedule that sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. we would miss things. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that was – it was the time of my life. I made lifelong friends. And, I mean, I don't I, – I know that I've heard personally and I've heard people tell me um, or just watching interviews before that, you know, some people have had bad experiences. But mm-hmm. I can say sincerely that mine was – uh, not. It was a learning experience. It was uh, more than anything. Did you feel it like a game changer me. for you? Oh yeah, it, it allowed me, I think, to be able to not just hit all the high notes and sing pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was like one of those <laughs> realizations where I had to learn how to how to emote to a red light uh, and and on camera. Um, and so. You know, I, before I did Idol, I think a lot of the time I would hold back my range because I thought, well, if people just are just listening to me sing, then they they won't hear what I have to say yeah. um, as a songwriter, yeah. and, you know, with my message. And, and that changed a lot on that show because mm-hmm. I realized I could do both, which oh, was wow. a really cool thing. Yeah. 
um, but yeah, I mean, right after Idol, we, you know, we went on tour and that was, it was, it was so much fun and, uh, crazy. And then I got to sing on the Grand Ole Opry for the first time, which was a lifelong dream of mine. So, um, what was that like that when you walked to that circle? Oh, it was so emotional. Um, (laughs) it really was. I mean, I, Again, I like I said, even before then, I had done some really cool things. But, you know, mm. that was like a full circle moment for me. It was like <laughs> I was Pun finally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It was, though. I mean, I um, I also got to share that, share the stage with my my chosen family, if you will. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'll never forget that moment. And, um even after, you know, I I got to be on that show a bunch of times. And, yeah, that was definitely one of the highlights of my career. And what were some things that you may have done just in the recent, recent, you know, like last year or something, any highlights for last year? Well, I've always wanted to play at this place called Green Hall in Sexy. Mm-hmm. And it's an old dance hall. Um it's very, uh, you know, much a historical place and, um, you know, from Willie Nelson to Delbert McClinton, like Texas royalty, nope. that's, that's <laughs> who too played there. And um, that was, <laughs> that was a really special moment. And it was packed and, you know, oh, there's wow. just something about that energy and that, and that old dance hall um, that, that you feel and, and everybody, mm-hmm. including me, had a had a ball, so that was definitely one. I, lo- I love that, you know. And again, we yeah. can, and I know you can go on and on. I I get that. Yeah. You've, you've done some great things, you know. But we're gonna take a quick commercial break, and then we're gonna play your song "Chosen Family Tree." We're gonna come back and talk about that and your album. How's that sound? Perfect. All right, just hang on the line. Hey everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called The Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out. They say blood is thicker than water.
but they're the ones behind the scenes working their tail off so you can do what you do. So I always like to give an artist a few minutes to just take a couple minutes. Tell us a little bit about your team, um, the people that make you who you are. Yeah, I would love to tell you. Well, uh, I can say first, um, the producers that uh, co-produced this song with me, um, I'm so close to them. It's Jordan Lending and, and Skylar Wilson. And, yeah, I think that they just captured uh, me and my best light and, you know, the, the record, too. Um, so, you know, it, it started there. But, um, yeah, I'm very thankful for my label, um, VMG. And, you know, more than anything, too, it's my, my managers that I now have, um, two women that I respect so much, uh, Kat Davis and Becky Bushin. And um, they're just you know, powerhouse women that want to empower me. And it's, it's, a mm-hmm. it's a really good marriage. And, um, yeah, I feel, I feel really thankful to finally have a team like that. Um, that mm-hmm. also believes in, in, you know, my brand as an artist and also what's on brand with my heart, you know, it kind of, it's important to match the two. I find mm-hmm. I found my old age <coughs> 30. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm thanks for giving me that opportunity. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm very uh, thankful for that. I'm grateful. So, what is what does your parents think of all this that's going on now with you? Well, my um, parents are deceased now, but um, mm-hmm. I would think that they were just as proud as they were before. <laughs> they. So they're uh, looking down, like, wow, you know. Yeah, I would say. I mean. You know, I could still feel them around me sometimes, for sure. I feel like whenever people uh, mm-hmm. leave uh, so much so much love and as much energy as they did behind, it's kind of hard not to feel them at times. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think that they've, they've always been huge supporters. And uh, like I said, you know, it was not just with words but by action. I mean, we uprooted – to move to Nashville, like I said earlier, when I was ten, and mm-hmm. um, that's huge. And my and my and my siblings too. My my siblings. I'm the third of four mm-hmm. kids, and we are all very, very, very close. They're my teammates for life, and I always tell them like, even if you weren't my family, I I would choose all of you anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, they're they're. Um, <clears throat> The best. So tell us a story with your fiance where, and I'm sure you've probably okay. got tons of these, just something that stands out where he did something above and beyond where you're like, wow, he really gets, this is my passion. Um, oh my gosh. Well, there's, there's so much. Uh, <laughs> that's why I'm keep. that's why I'm keeping him forever. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I mean, just, in general, he's very thoughtful, and um, I think there was a moment where, you know, whenever we we had been friends for years before, he actually still plays guitar for me as well. He's an amazing <laughs> graphic designer and also uh, artist himself. But we met um, through a mutual friend, and he started playing guitar for me, and we've. Uh, we've been dating or together since like five years, but we've been engaged since October. And um, this, I mean, how he orchestrated the the proposal was very, very sweet. And I just think mm-hmm. the world, the world of him. Um, we were planning on going anyways to a beach family trip, like one of the, one of the first and only family vacations we've ever been on with my immediate family. Mm-hmm. And my grandma who turned 80 last year, um, we were all together and it was just such a sweet moment. All four kids, my grandma, uh, my siblings, kids. And yeah, he just, he, um, Bad down on one knee, and he 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 proposed with my mom's ring, and wow. yeah, 
I, I, I cried for like two days of joy. <laughs> yeah. I think we all, we all, we all did. And, um, you know, just seeing him in the, in a light around my family, mm-hmm. as well as, you know, our nieces and nephews, um, he's a really special person. So, um, he's, he's, he's my best friend. It's, it's really, he's really easy to love. That's just the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. know the feeling because Sandy's that way for me. She's easy to love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How did oh, y'all meet? <laughs> well, we actually met online back on February 2nd of 02. Of course, back then it was taboo. Um, yes. But here's the crazy part of our story is we met okay. on February 2nd. We talked on the phone for the first time on February 4th. We set a wedding date on February 18th, and then we met in person March 4th because she was in Kentucky and I was in Georgia. So we Mm -hmm. were actually meeting to see who we were going to marry. Oh, my gosh. No way. Yes. And we (laughs) kept that same wedding date, and we're here almost 18 years later. I love that. (laughs) I love that so much. So y'all have Christopher. Yeah, yes. and we got Caitlin, which is 16 months old. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Congratulations. Well, thanks. Oh, thank and you. And of course, when she gets older, we'll we'll be plugging her in the show too. When she gets older, and since we brought up Christopher, we'll go on and do it now. Yeah. Um, Sandy's okay. going to get him in. Um, Perfect. So, but yeah, like I said, when she gets old enough too, we'll plug her in too. <laughs> I love that. Why not? The family okay, affair. Okay, here, here's Christopher. Hey, Christopher. Hey, what's your favorite food? My favorite food is crawfish. Mm. <laughs> and what's yours? And Lucas? tacos. Pizza. Oh my gosh, I love pizza. Hey, I heard that <laughs> you are um, a big brother recently, right? Uh huh. How cool is that? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> <laughs> you got some more uh, time for me. He he he's been it's funny. He comes and goes, but he's been a really good big brother. He's he's oh, really helped it. us. He's helped us oh, a lot. Yes, we he he had, you know, huge help with him being seven when she come. You know, and he was only child. We had no idea how he would be, but he. In fact, when when we first announced that Sandy was pregnant. His first words were, I, yes. hope it, I hope it's a boy and a girl. You're kidding. Yes, he wanted it to be <laughs> twins. But, but then when we knew it was just one, he was like, well, I want a sister. I <laughs> love that. <laughs> yes. Aww. What a sweet little heart. I love that. And, and they he's almost still didn't exist he, because he no, he, he's already off. Okay. And they and they almost didn't exist because see even though we have a great love story to start, you know as they say, then comes the, the you know the fantasy comes, then the nightmare comes before it goes back, almost like a lifetime movie, um, or not lifetime but a Hallmark. Hallmark thing. Yeah, Hallmark. And yeah. I went through 19 years of addictions until I felt like God healed me 12 years ago, but the first five oh, years wow. of our marriage was really hard on Sandy, so you know. But she never put me down. That's why I said she was easy to love. She never put me down. She never nagged me. She never. She loved me through the addictions. And some people, when we tell our story, are almost like, "Well, she allowed you to walk over her." And I'm like, "You don't understand. She allowed me to experience God's pure love through her." And oh my if gosh, she didn't for do sure. that, that unconditional love. Yeah, and if she didn't mm-hmm. do that, not only would we not be here today, I'd probably be dead, and our two little ones would not be here. Totally. I mean, I think that, you know, you know, that, you know, we're on the subject, you know, addiction is um, it's something in my family, too. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think the biggest misconception here, too, is that it's just a, a part of you. It's not all of you. And so even if yeah. it's something you have to live with forever, mm-hmm. to be able to love somebody unconditionally through it all for the rest of their lives is such a beautiful and more power, more powerful thing than just love that's easy right yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. and mm-hmm. she proved that and sandy I love proved that. that and and, well, and you don't find I'm that so too often. no you don't we, pre- we we appreciate that 
And we, you know, again, when, you know, we don't always tell the st- small piece of our story on the show, but sometimes we do because it depends on if mm-hmm. that's where it's going. And you did ask for our story, so we took, I, yeah. I, and I felt like that <laughs> I couldn't tell how great we started without also telling the terrible part because, again, without Sandy being the pure heartedness that she had, she was the rock that kept me going. Oh, for sure. I, I totally get that. Oh, I love that. Well, I'm so happy for you all. That's really, really great. Well, thank you. So as we move on a little bit, if you could co-write with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and what would you want to write about? Oh, that's a great question. Um, man, I would write with so many people. Um, I definitely think... Um, even to this day, uh, like one of my favorite writers is, um, gosh, that's such a hard question. <laughs> uh, there are so many great people. I know there's so many great people. I mean, I, you know, to kind of narrow it down to, I could tell you that one artist that I could never get sick of and always go back mm-hmm. to, it's like medicine for me is Otis Redding. And I know that he wrote actually a bunch of his stuff too. So I would just say him just mm-hmm. because it's, it would just be such an honor to a meet him, sing with him, sit and talk with him, but um, mm-hmm. not just not just make music, you know. Yeah, that would be so really awesome. One, what, would be, what would be your first question to him? Um. Oh, there would be so many. Um, <laughs> there would be so many. I think. I wouldn't be able to just narrow it down. Like I would just be like, "Hey, can you block out four hours?" <laughs> I would have to really sit down and think about it. You know, <laughs> that's good. I'll get back. I'll get back that. to you on that. Whenever we all get sit down in Nashville <laughs> together, one day I'll have a proper answer. <laughs> I'll have a list of questions that I would ask them. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll hold you to that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so what is a song out there that you've heard from somebody else that you're like, wow, I wish I wrote that one? Uh, well, again, there's a, there's a lot, but um, I think um, just recently, uh, gosh, these are really great questions that I feel like I've never really thought about. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, well, we like to hear that. Yes. Well, you know what? Just just one mm-hmm. in particular that just randomly popped in my head is mm-hmm. a song that uh, Lori McKenna wrote, um, Humble and Kind. I love that song. Oh, oh that's good. Um, yeah, oh, yes, I mean, that's a great song. Like we love that. It's, it's a timeless one, you know. But, I mean, obviously there's so many, like, uh, that I think are so well written and then also um, just just – Beautiful and so smart. I think Roger Miller is one of my biggest influences too in, in writing and just mm-hmm. the way that he put things so simply but relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Dolly Parton, I feel like, does that very same thing too in such a uh, timeless way. I mean, I feel, I feel strongly about the fact that now um, I just turned 30 and Mm-hmm. For for me, it's like I don't want to just put out songs just because they're it's like a trendy moment or a trendy yeah. message or something that everybody is you know on 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 the subject of. I think that I would always just want to put out music that outgrows me that is timeless. Yeah, and I feel like yeah, uh, you know, I feel like Dolly. Actually, because if it don't move you, it won't move other people. No. Well, and then also generations from now, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <clears throat> so, as you know, it's really tough for rising artists or any art, independent artist to really make it out there. And you probably have developed some friendships with artists who are trying to make it. You know, tell, tell us a couple people that you think that people should know. Oh, there are so many. <laughs> Um, okay, well, I can tell you one of my best friends, his name is Fancy, and 
Fancy Haygood is his name, and he is an amazing singer, songwriter, kind of just a freak of nature as far as uh, creating music and creating art. And he's actually about to put out music soon. And oh, well. I have no doubt. In my, I have no doubt in my mind that people will uh, just completely worship it. And and um, I think he's, he's one. Of, he's one of those that he's got a he's got a following, but not. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a worldly artist, so I think that that will happen for him one day. I'm claiming it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, I'm about to ask a question. And the way I ask it, I have a purpose for the way I ask it. I will explain that right after I ask it. But if you had a magic wand, and what you were about to say would 100% come true, where do you want to be in five years? And the reason I'm asking it in that way is because this past February made the five-year anniversary that we asked that question to Kelsey Ballerini before everybody really mm-hmm. knew who she was. Yeah. And her answer that she gave us is almost to the T of what she's living right now. So I always like to bring up that story to get artists to really think, where do I really want to be? So if all bets were off, where do you want to be in five years? I would love to be headlining my own tour. That's a good one. Yeah. Because everything else falls in place. Yes. (laughs) Well, you know, with obviously the hard work and, um, you know, I, there's nothing in me that would ever just go, well, that's that's it. That's all I've got, you know. I'm constantly creating music and reinventing myself as I grow mm-hmm. as a human. So, um, yeah, I mean, that would be the ultimate for me. Mm, that's awesome. <clears throat> I love that. Um Let's say you had a friend. I got two more questions, and then we'll let you get back to your family and stuff. But um, let's say you had a friend of yours, and let's say you heard him or her sing, and they're really good. You can tell there's something special. Now, this would be pre-COVID advice, so keep that in mind. And let's say they've, you, you can tell there's something special about them. They've gotten on that stage. They've played maybe 20 or 30 shows, so they're still getting their feet wet on that side of it. But they are playing. They've got on stage. They've gotten what every artist says, that stage bug. And they look up across the crowd, and they're cheering, and they just know they are in the right place. And they come to you, and they say, Cree, I feel like I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to help guide them the next two, three, four years? Um, I would say, you know, just, just something as simple as be resilient and that it's not a mm-hmm. race um, or whatever – they're they're after it's not a race like mm-hmm. it's timing yeah timing is such a beautiful mm-hmm. thing so many ways and you know kind of to the point i was just saying i, I think being able to grow with your art is really mm-hmm. important so yeah and you know sometimes slow and steady does better anyway i think every time because <laughs> <laughs> you know, how many times have you yeah. seen someone shoot up and then they're a one-hit wonder, and that's it. And and the most artists, they don't want to be a one-hit wonder. They want the lifelong journey of this. And and if yeah. you take it slow and build and build on each album and build on each song and build on each lyric, I think you'll get there. Yeah, and also the journey is in itself such a beautiful thing that you learn from. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, slow and steady. <laughs> so as we end the show here, what is a question – that you wish hosts like us would ask, but they kind of never do? Um, well, y'all have been so great. I'm not sure that y'all left anything out. <laughs> um, I, I like to hear that, that. Yeah, I mean, I think that yeah. getting to know a person uh, behind the song is a really special mm-hmm. thing. And so uh, – I feel like y'all kind of exude that, and I I think that's really special, rather than just the generic questions, you know. Well, we appreciate that, and, and you know we we've actually do. built the show around that one question because you know like um, about sixty seventy episodes back, I remember we asked that question, and the girl said, um, "I just wish somebody would ask what's quirky about me." 
<laughs> and we're like, oh, we yeah. like that. And, you know, that's been in every episode ever since. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that for sure. But, you know, on the on the other end, too, like having, you know, being, being an artist, I also feel strongly about the fact that, you know, I feel in my heart that I have more than one purpose. And, yep. you know, in my life on this earth. And so maybe that question, too, like, what else do you want to do besides, uh, like, with, with your platform or with your. And, 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 you know, sometimes one of my questions is, and I didn't have it this time, is what's your message? So what is it? What's your message? We'll end with that one. Is that my message? you want to leave people? Well, I mean, today I feel like it's just that there is a light at the end of the tunnel at some point. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. Um, you know, wherever you are, wherever you're, whatever you're thinking that may or may not happen or that you're, de- when you're defeated, um, you know, just stay resilient because it, it'll find you if you won't find, if you won't find it first. We love that. So as we in here, tell everybody how they can reach out to you. Yeah, it's it's pretty easy. I I, I feel like now, especially because I'm all over social media. But um, my mm-hmm. I've I've changed, guys. No. Mm-hmm. Um, so freeharrisonofficial dot com is my website, and then um, all my socials are just Cree Harrison Cree with a K. That's pretty much it. it. And- and, you know and obviously, my, really my enjoy- music yep. is all on is on every you know digital platform. Whether you're a Spotify listener or Apple Music or iTunes, I'm accessible. <laughs> we love that. <laughs> you know, our show is also on all those platforms too, which is cool. Great. That's awesome. So, you know, we really enjoyed having you on today, and we look forward to having you back down the road. I would love that. Yeah, I look forward to uh, meeting you in person and and seeing you, both Chris and Sandy, uh, in Nashville. And uh, and the the and kids, we, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. And we're what's, your, uh, what's your little girl's name? Caitlin. Caitlin. Caitlin and Christopher. I love that. Yep. Yeah. And we're hoping to be able to visit in October if all this has calmed down some. We hope so. Oh, good. That's our anniversary month, so so hopefully we'll get to come then. Well, I'm 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 gonna send y'all some some goodness all the way from Nashville, and hope that y'all make it here in October. Hi, uh, we, we appreciate, appreciate that. it. And you yeah. have a great day. Y'all too. Thank you so much. Tell Christopher I said it was nice talking to him. I uh, will tell him absolutely. Okay. Thank, Thank you. Bye bye. Bye.